All right. So um, to God be the glory. He is so faithful. He is so faithful and he knows the end from the beginning. And so tonight is going to be a testimony of sorts for our Bible study group for the Dominion Task Force. Last year, during this time, you know, it was hurricane season, just like it's hurricane season now. But the Lord ha was having us, the Dominion Task Force, to exercise our authority um, by taking dominion over the storms. And so he gave us what to speak over the storms. And um, yeah, he gave us what to speak over the storms. And he had us to speak it over the storms daily. And it was really a test of our patience because patience doesn't mean to wait and wait and wait. Patience means to be steady, to be persevering, to keep going until it's had its perfect work. And our assignment was to speak to the storms every single day by name. And there were extra names added at the end, but to speak to every storm by name and to tell them to bow their knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. From that assignment, um, we went on to um, taking dominion over COVID. And God showed us that our target, while what we were wanting to take dominion over was COVID-19, um, he showed us that there was a different target that we were supposed to be aiming at. Um, while we wanted to take dominion over the physical pandemic of COVID-19, he revealed that there was a spiritual pandemic of pride within the body of Christ. And that spiritual pandemic of pride was um, resulting in people in the same, and when I'm saying people, I'm talking about the saints of God, doing what they thought was best instead of what God had instructed them to do. And that took us out of the protective covering of God and it resulted in us going through COVID-19 the same way the world was going through COVID-19. You couldn't tell the saint from the sinner because um, both were experiencing death. Both were experiencing pain and anguish. Both were being overcome by the pandemic, whereas the saints are supposed to be overcoming it. And just like the children of Israel, when they were in Goshen, Egypt was going through the plague, but they were in Goshen. They were protected from the plague. That's what we're supposed to look like. We're supposed to be a light in darkness, and we're supposed to attract the darkness so they can say, hey, why aren't people getting sick in your house? Or, hey, how were you diagnosed with COVID, but you got over it so quickly? Hey, how come um, your finances are still flowing? We're supposed to look different because we're operating on God's strategy, because we're obeying what God is saying to do, because we have submitted ourselves to him, come under him in humility, and we're listening to what he says to do and getting his results. But the Lord said that was not happening. So when um, we received the assignment, or we asked for the assignment, really, we asked for the assignment to uh, have dominion over COVID. He asked us, if we were in it for the long haul. He asked us if we were committed to it. And each person said that they were. He gave us the assignment to speak to the body of Christ, but not just to speak to the body of Christ, 
but to speak to ourselves as first partakers. So just like we had spoken to the storms, to bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord, we declared, you know, and I'll just say it as I did, Catherine, bow your or yeah, Catherine, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. And then I would do it, Lord, I bow my knee to you and I confess that you are my Lord. Now the thing about Lord, okay, uh, Luke, Luke 6, 46, Jesus said, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? So when we're confessing Jesus as Lord, it's not just about saying, yeah, he's my Lord. Okay, I confess him as Lord. No, 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 no. When we confess him as Lord, we're confessing him as the head. We're confessing him as our master. We're confessing him as the one who has charge over our lives, the one whom we obey. When he tells us to do it, we do it. And not because he's this demanding Lord, this guy who gets off on being the boss. No, but because he loves us and he knows the way to prosperity, just what we were praying, right? Um, he has pleasure in our prosperity. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the way to get us there. So as our Lord, he gives us the steps. He gives us the directions to get to that place of prosperity, to experience that prosperity. His desire is that we experience prosperity all along the way. And we can do that even in the midst of a pandemic like COVID-19. So we started off by saying our own names and commending ourselves to confess that Jesus is Lord. And then we, um, we said, body of Christ, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, why would we tell the body of Christ to bow their knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Aren't they already saved? Haven't they already made Jesus Lord? Well, again, Jesus said, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say. There was a lot of disobedience. There was a lot of pride happening within the body of Christ. And so the Lord had us, the Dominion Task Force, to take authority, to speak in our authority to and over the body of Christ, to bow our knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Additionally, we um, commanded our countries, our territories, wherever we're from. So that included America, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. St. Croix, Virgin Islands, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Kenya, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. And whatever other territories, islands, or countries that people were from, uh, who were part of the Dominion Task Force, they would name their area and confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, when we're doing this, one of the members, and actually I'll just say it, Shalom, you asked the question, now how do we know that our prayers are going to be answered or, or that our prayers are being answered? While we're confessing all of this, how do we know that our prayers are being answered? And I said, well, we just need to trust that if God told us to do it, then there's a reason and there's going to be uh, manifestation. The prayers are there, but just by virtue of him giving us the directions, we know that the prayer is already answered. And that is true. But God is so good. He's so faithful that he has blessed us with confirmation. He's blessed us with manifestations. Um, 
in declaring the lordship of Jesus Christ over the body of Christ, he also said to speak these things to the body of Christ, speak an alignment of the body of Christ to the will of God. Speak a fresh fear of the Lord to the body of Christ. Speak that the spirit of humility be infused into the body of Christ so that the necessary obedience comes about and speak a love of the truth to the body of Christ. So we began speaking those things in addition to um, bowing our knee and confessing that Jesus is Lord. And at the beginning of this year, the Lord had me to teach a series on the fear of the Lord. And after that, we went through a series of humility and we've been transitioning into obedience for the last three sessions now. Um, and we've kind of stepped into obedience, but there's still a little bit more on this humility piece. And it is so wonderful to follow the Holy Spirit. So why do I bring this up? Because there's more confirmation coming um, through stuff showing up in the, in the media, stuff showing up in the news, things happening in church. And so um, even back last year and up until now, we've seen, now I'm going to tell you, my home church is Eagle Mountain International Church in Newark, Texas. Pastors George and Terry Pearsons, hallelujah, I give them honor. And, um, and so Eagle Mountain is a prototype for the body of Christ. Eagle, and this is, has been spoken by the Lord and has been confirmed time and time again. So just receive it in your spirit in Jesus' name and um, ask Holy Spirit to minister the truth of this to you. But the Eagle Mountain International Church is a prototype for the body of Christ. In other words, it's like the, the first one that goes through it and, and the, the ministry of Eagle Mountain International Church it's an established voice within the body of Christ, and it's got viewership, followership, partnership all over the world. So it's a big thing when the pulpit of Eagle Mountain International Church says something, does something. Well, all along the way, now their, their theme, their motto, their whatever you want to call it, is Jesus is Lord. That's the way they end most every service. God loves you, we love you, and Jesus is Lord. Well, over this past year, since we've been declaring this, we've been hearing more and more prayers declaring the Lordship of Jesus Christ, declaring the Lordship of Jesus Christ over our church, over our ministry, over our families, over our businesses, over our finances, over our country, over our president, over our government officials, over, over, over. And just not that they've never done it before, but they had been, they, we hadn't heard it in a while and they began doing it more and more frequently to the point where even this past Sunday, this is so wonderful, not this past Sunday, the sun, was it? This? Yes, even this past Sunday, Pastor George Pearsons, he said, I did something, I'm going to do something today that I've never officially done. And he says, um, I'm going to dedicate this church. And we're going to submit, well, he's going to dedicate this church to the Lordship of Jesus Christ.
You know, have we submitted all, all this time? Yes. Is Jesus Lord? Yes. And we've done it by, you know, taking down the clock and allowing Holy Spirit to have his way. We're not bound, you know, to a time schedule. We've allowed God to have his way, but we've never officially dedicated ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And he led the church through that confession. Is that answer to prayer or is that answer to prayer? Please answer. That's an answer to prayer. That's an answer to prayer. Hallelujah. And then just last night, um, during Wednesday night service, Pastor Terry Pearsons was leading the service and it's in preparation for next week. Next week, the Southwest Believers Convention is the biggest thing going. Like, Anywhere is the biggest thing going. Southwest Believers Convention. We're very, very excited um, for this week of just being totally immersed in the word. Just so, mm, 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 mm. I just, ooh, look it up online, kcm.org slash SWBC. Look it up. Um, Southwest Believers Convention. And um, so this was to be a prayer service in preparation for Southwest to get, you know, ourselves ready to receive, poised and positioned to receive. And of course, to pray for those who are ministering and everything, just pray for the service as a big corporate group. Um, and there have been prayers going on all along, but this was a time that we got to meet and, and pray. And following the direction of the Holy Spirit, we never got to praying for Southwest Believers Convention. But what did Holy Spirit minister through Pastor Terry Pearsons? He ministered about the humility of Jesus. Glory to God. How he humbled himself. Glory to God. And how we need to humble ourselves. I mean, this is coming straight from the pulpit, straight from Holy Spirit through the pulpit, the same things that the Lord has had us ministering and praying and declaring over the body of Christ, they're coming out through the pulpit, not just any pulpit, but a very established voice within the body of Christ. Is that an answer to prayer or is that an answer to prayer? Please answer. That's an answer to prayer. It's an answer to prayer. Glory to God. And it's undeniable. Glory to God. So I just want to give God praise and thanksgiving um, because he is using God's love song ministries. That's the name of this ministry. He's using God's love song ministries. He's using this Bible study group, the Dominion Task Force. He's using us in a mighty way in this earth. He's using us in a mighty way on behalf of the body of Christ. And he's showing me how God's love song ministries fits. It's so wonderful. So Eagle Mountain International Church is my home church. I receive, I partake from my pastors. I receive the anointing. And he says from the, I don't know, from the pulpit, like pulpit, like pew, what happens to me happens to you. That's what pastor says. And, and that is what is happening. And he's showing me how God's love song ministries is like a tributary, not is like, but is a tributary that feeds into the river of Eagle Mountain International Church. We're connected. This is our assignment and we feed into it. And, you know, um, there's um, an initiative at Eagle Mountain um, International Church, EMIC. It's prayer everywhere. 
prayer everywhere. They have so many prayer groups and they're praying all the time. But here is the telltale sign that we have prayed something through. When we pray and then we hear it come out of the mouth of the prophet. So when we pray, and we could be praying for years, we could be praying for months, we could be praying whatever God, Holy Spirit has given us to pray, and then an open door of utterance happens for our prophet, who is Brother Kenneth Copeland, or for our pastors. Pastor Terry is also a prophet. Um, for um, Pastor George, who gets the minister with the anointing of a prophet because the, of the way that he's connected. When we pray, it's a telltale sign that we have prayed something through when we hear what we have prayed come out of the mouth of the prophet. So I am grateful to God for this assignment that he has given us. I'm grateful to God for the privilege of cooperating with him to bring his will, to manifest his will in the earth as it is in heaven already. And I thank God for the confirmation, for the well done, for the thumbs up, for the keep it going, that for the encouragement that he's giving us. And um, so can we just take a moment and just thank God for that? Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank Jesus. You, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank Lord. You, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We continue to humble ourselves before you. We continue to submit to you. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord, just for the opportunity. Yeah. And for the authority that you've given us. And for your faithfulness. As Jesus said, these words that I speak, they're not of myself. But the Father in me, he does the work. So, Lord, as you give us the words to pray, as you give us the words to speak, and as we partner with you by walking in our authority, we thank you for doing the work in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so what I would like to do for the rest of the uh, Bible study is just, I want us to join Pastor Terry last night in what she was teaching about humility. And then I would like to join Pastor George from last week or for, from Sunday when he dedicated the church to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I would just like for us to tune into that together. And um, of course, hear it with fresh ears, hear it according to what the Holy Spirit is ministering to us, but also hear it in connection to our assignment as the Dominion Task Force. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so here we go. Let's see. We're going to join Pastor Terry from last night's service. And we can enter into this place of praise too.
Do you know the verse? Yes, we can sing. Yes, ma'am. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove. Thank you. 
There's an old song. I don't know that we've ever even sung it in this church. And I think there are some words in there that probably could use some faith boost and some faith improvement. And I don't even know if you whippersnappers up here can sing it. And if you can find the words for us, Krista, and let's just see the old rugged cross.
ministry teaching people about who they are in Christ and there was a time when people sang songs like that and they clung to it with lots of tears and crying but it was more out of out of a grief as though somebody died and didn't get up and so that had to that had to be that had to be swung around <coughs> but we must never forget Oh, that glorious Savior from a glory that is so, so marvelous that, that the Apostle John said he, there were things he couldn't find words for. The, the marvelousness of his being and the, 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 uh, the, the, the very atmosphere is the breath of God. And that he, he excused himself from such a place and came first of all into the atmosphere of a, of a planet that is surrounded and saturated not with the spirit of God and not with the atmosphere of heaven and not with the atmosphere of God, but that was being ruled over by a murderous course of demon spirits with no spiritual life in people and came and dwelt among men as one of them himself, the word himself became and took on flesh. So that in every regard, in every aspect, he could feel what you feel. 
and not just know it because he has the ability of God to understand it, but he, he took on what Adam bargained for. He took on to, to, to understand and to know evil, not just by perception, but he could feel it and experience it around him and be, be in, to encounter the sorrows and grief and the, the, the horrors of, the, of sin and, and, and sickness and disease. You know, we don't see a lot of sick people. You don't. What was the last time you really saw sick people? You hear about them. They're in those great big buildings, but we put them in little rooms and somebody tends to them. No such thing. They were in the streets. I've been in third world countries where, where people are laid out and where people walk around with open running sores. Pastor's been into a place where it leper colony. Building after building after building of just wards of people laying out in cots with their bodies rotting. That, that was the atmosphere. And he came and he saw it and he smelled it. And his family rejected him. And they turned on him. And people hated him. And the people he came to, they, they plotted early on to kill him and his whole hometown tried to shove him off a cliff. Jesus. To you, it's a story that you read. To him, it was people he knew. It's where he grew up. Yeah, he came. And if there was anyone ever with a right of all rights to criticize, to condemn, to find fault, to be disgusted. But instead, he humbled himself, the Bible says, even to the death of the cross. How far are you willing to go to humble yourself? It's not that he just suffered the death of the cross. This was a death of humility that you don't know anything about. The highest of the heights belongs to him. We know the worlds, the heavens and the earth were created by what? The word of God. Well, that word put on flesh and came here. The word of God is not a book. The book has the word of God. But the word of God is the breath and the heart.
and the life and the, the image and the creativeness of God himself. And by the spirit, the word comes from within God, out of him. That's why it's impossible for the word to lie to you because it is. It is God. It, it's his breath. It's his image. It's his thought. It's his being. It's, it comes out in his words. Think of your most wonderful moment that you've ever taken to express love to someone. Think of your most intense moment when you were the angriest you've ever been. And when you spoke, you put everything of yourself that you could in those words. You really wanted someone to know how angry or maybe you've seen someone else. Maybe you felt the pain of that. It wasn't just the words. It was they put everything of themselves in those words to make sure you felt what they wanted you to feel that was on the inside of them. Or the same with love. Such compassion. You know, you can have somebody walk up to you and say, I love you. And you say, oh, well, that's nice. But man, when somebody has put themselves in those words and they bring those words up and out and they bring them to you and, and, and the love itself takes hold of you and you receive it. No person comes close to the ability that God has to put all of himself in every word. That word became flesh. Carried himself to a cross. Humbled himself to the most humiliating, excruciating form. Such Shame was associated with that cross. Not just suffering. The enormity of shame that was put on it. It was on purpose. It was a societal shame. It was a religious shame because cursed is everyone that's hung on a tree stripped naked. The pictures we see are dressed up. The worst you've ever seen is dressed up because there was a spiritual component for it was the devil's glee to shame him. just from the from the an outside shame that people put on him but he was spiritually shamed because he was bearing the sin sin has shame as well it should it's shame 
is the shamer because he's full of sin. And he suffered the shame of that cross. And that was just the beginning. Suffered the very It's when death has full hold and there's no out. That's why the apostle Paul could say after the new birth, oh, death, where is your sting? Where, oh, grave, is your victory? But there is a horror of sting. just builds for eternity. And he went. He humbled himself. But he didn't do it out of selfishness, self-elevation. Adam wanted to exalt himself. In everything. Jesus did it humbling himself. Whatever he asked me or you, is he really asking much? And then makes him so wonderful is because of this enormous act of love that that our minds because we don't we don't see the comparison we we don't understand where he came from and how low he went to really understand what he did and how because of this great love Hell couldn't hold him. Death couldn't keep him. The grave wasn't strong enough. And life brought him up out of the grave. For what reason? He didn't need it except to go get it for you. So whatever he asks you to do, he's not asking you to crucify, be crucified on a cross by the side of a road, but he is asking you to crucify the flesh. He's asking you how? By that life that raised him up for you to take it, put that selfish pride, put it down, 
pride. Put down the, the fears. Get it off. What took him three horrendous days, 33 years, but three horrendous days? They were timeless days. We saw three days. Things in the spirit are without time. Timeless days where it felt like there would never be an end. You're not watching the clock. So that you at any moment can take up the name. Take up that word. By your faith, be an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. Through him who loved you. What makes you more than a conqueror? Because somebody else got the victory and you were worth, you were worth more than it was for him to keep that victory for himself. So whatever he asks us to do, to not live for ourselves, but to live for him. So why, why are we going down this path before we're praying for Southwest? I don't know. I just wanted to talk about him. I just want to talk about him. I just wanted to talk about it. that again. On a hill. On a hill. On a hill. And then we'll do that. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross with the dearest and blessed for a world of lost sinners was slain. Sing it with a smile. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my throne.
Thank you. So what we'll just take some moment here to do, let's nail some things to that cross. Let's nail them up there. Let's nail them up there. What's, what, what's the Lord dealing with you about? What do you got in your life that needs to be on that cross instead of you carrying it around with you? Is there something that you're doing, something you're saying, something you're thinking, something you hadn't done you're supposed to? You know. You know. You puffed up over something, hurt over something, mad about something, ticked off at somebody about something? Humble yourself even to the death of that cross. And whatever's in, in working in your thinking, get your hammer and nail out. Nail it to that cross and exchange it today for the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory. Exchange that today. And you know what else is on that cross? Sickness is on that cross. Sickness is not anything separate from sin. sin. Sin has a little red wagon, and it drags behind it all kinds of things, and sickness is one of them. It brought it into the world, caused the environment to produce sickness, caused the environment, caused the, the stress to produce sickness, caused, caused torment and mental anguish and problems to produce sickness caused it to, to affect people's DNA so that that could be passed down to children. Oh, what, what a wicked device. Nailed to the cross. Let's nail some things to the cross. Nail it. Nail it. Let's nail it. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're ever so mindful of that cross where a great exchange took place. My sin for your righteousness, my sickness for your health, my darkness for your light, my griefs and sorrows for joy, your, your joy and celebration. Hallelujah. My offenses for your forgiveness. My despite for your love. My hopelessness for your expectations. My blindness for your sight. My insufficiencies for your supply. My desperation for your wholeness, my confusions for your peace, my weaknesses for your strength, my selfishness for your generosity, my greed Pride, Lord, my pride. 
Jesus, you said, learn of me, for I am meek, I am lowly of heart. And in your meekness, you reign as king. So in my pride, Lord, I receive your humility. self-promotion. I exchange it, Lord, for servanthood. Serve you. Serve your people. To serve those above me and to serve those that answer to me. To serve. To serve. To serve. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have thine own way, Lord. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of humbling ourselves before you. We thank you, Lord, for your sweet, your gentle, your loving correction. And Father, we take this moment to humble ourselves before you. And we bid you, Father, have thine own way. We lay down our will. We lay down our agenda. 
and we receive yours. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you did. We thank you for humbling yourself even to the death of the cross. That now we may humble ourselves so that we can live the life that you gave us through the cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to join Pastor George now as he um, dedicates the church and himself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I want us to do it too. As we um, watch this, when we're finished, I will lead us through a confession. All right? Okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Atmosphere's getting lighter in here. The lightness of his glory is upon us. And whatever you have carried, it's time to let it go. By faith, we let it go. We release it. Lay aside every care, every weight, every anxiety, and let him carry that crushing load. So why? So that we can run the race. We're able to run the race that's set before us. We're all in a race. We're all in a spiritual Olympics. And we're running a race here on earth. And Father, you are with us. You are in us. You are for us. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. As we were worshiping the Lord, this scripture came to me. And I want to I do something here that I don't think I've ever done in a church service before. But it's a dedication of this church in this body. In Colossians 1, verse 12, we give thanks unto the Father who has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. He's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, Visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now this verse 18, this is what, <clears throat> this is what we're going to do. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, <clears throat> the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. 
David, I want us to prepare that song, Thou Art Worthy. Would you do that? After I do this. In all th he's the head of the church. And, and just over the last couple of weeks, I've just been meditating and thinking about Jesus, the Lord head of the church. He's the head. He's the head of this church. He's the head of this body. And in all things, he has preeminence. He has preeminence in this church. Preeminence means first place. He has first place at Eagle Mountain International Church. And so as the pastor of this church, we are going before the Lord Jesus Christ and we are receiving him as the head of this church. You think to yourself, well, have you not done that before? Well, in ways, but we're doing it formally. It's the same thing that happened a few years ago when we took down the clock and we invited the Holy Spirit. And we do that just about every Sunday. We invite the Holy Spirit. We need the leading of the Holy Spirit, the direction of the Holy Spirit in this place. We step into a service like this and we step into the glory. We step out of the things that we're doing on a daily basis and we step in to a place in him. <clears throat> and there's a covering over us and there's a covering over you right now in this atmosphere. So this is what I want to do. And let me say this. While he's speaking about those things over EMIC, it's the same here for God's Love Song Ministries. Just as there's a covering there, there's a covering here. Just as EMIC is formally receiving Jesus as head of the church, that church, um, we are formally doing it through this Bible study, um, receiving Jesus as head over the Dominion Task Force, as head over this Bible study, and as the founder of the ministry, um, I've already dedicated God's Love Song Ministries to um, the Lord and received him as Lord. And now this is the opportunity for us to do it together. Okay? I want to make commitment to Jesus right now. He is the head of this church. Lord Jesus, you are the Lord head of the church you have supreme command Jesus is Lord over our lives and our church in everything we do we look to you first in every word we speak we look to you first in everything we sing we look to you first in every activity we're involved in we look to you first because you have preeminence in this place. Thank you. So, Lord, we officially invite you. We know you've been here, but there's something about an invitation, an invitation to make Jesus the Lord head of the church and the Lord head of our lives. We acknowledge your position. We acknowledge your position. We acknowledge your place. And so I, as the pastor of this church, Terry and I make that commitment to you. 
you are the head you are the leader you direct our path you direct our future you direct our steps you are the Lord head of this church and in all things and everywhere here you have preeminence we give you first place and for that Lord you are worthy you are worthy lift your hands just tell the Lord, you are worthy, O God. You are worthy, O Lord. David. that we use so often in weddings but it's a picture of the Lord in the church it says in Ephesians 5:21, we submit ourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord or even as unto the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. I looked up that word one time, the head, and it means the stabilizer. He's the stabilizer, one that you can hold on to, 
won't let you fall. And he's the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. But then we find here that husbands have a much greater responsibility. Husbands, agape your wives. Love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church. He loves us. He loves this body. He loves the body of churches that are meeting around the world today. And, and it says he loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. No man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord does the church. The Lord is nourishing this church. The Lord is cherishing this church. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife. The two shall be one. The two shall be one. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. So here in the church, he's the head. He's the head. So once again, Father, we, we claim you to be the head of this church. Again, Lord. Whatever you want to do, however you want it done, whatever you want said, our hearts are open to you. And personally, personally in our own lives, we make that decision right now. You're the head of our lives. And for every decision that we make, Lord, show us what to do. Reveal to us what to do. You are our Lord, Master, and Savior the loving King who cherishes his own. And so, Father, I thank you for a new presence, a new glory, a new thrilling thing that's taking place in our church. Holy Spirit, you're invited here. Lord Jesus, you are the head. Oh, God, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise and magnify you and glorify you for this in Jesus' name. Jesus name. name. Thou art worthy one more time, David.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, when we were praying as the Dominion, Dominion Task Force, and I pray that you all are still praying um, as Holy Spirit leads, but sticking to the things that he gave us to pray, that um, we are always the first partakers of the items that we pray. So when we're praying, when we're declaring to the body, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord, we're the first partakers of that. Catherine, bow your knee. Same and speaking, alignment, fear of the Lord, humility, obedience, and love of the truth. We're always the first partakers. So I'm um, happy about that. But you know... I never want to miss an opportunity, not that we didn't declare it in faith, not that we didn't take it in faith, but now it's more of an opportunity to take it corporately. So will you please follow me in this confession? It's the same one that Pastor George just prayed. But we are going to, if you are in agreement, that is, we're going to receive Jesus as our Lord. We're going, we've made him our Lord, now we're going to receive him as our Lord, acknowledge his lordship, acknowledge his position, and submit ourselves to him. So if you're in agreement, um, raise your hands in the receiving position and repeat after me. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, you are Lord over my life. You are Lord over my life. And over my ministry. Over my ministry. And everything I do. And everything I do. I look to you. First. I look to you first. In every word I speak. In every word I speak. I look to you first. I look to you first. With everything I sing, produce, and develop. For everything I say, produce, and develop. I look to you first. I look to you first. In every activity I'm involved in. In every activity I'm involved in. I look to you first. I look to you first. Because you have preeminence in my life. Because you have preeminence in my life. I acknowledge your position. I acknowledge your position. I acknowledge your place. I acknowledge your place. You are the head. You are the head. You are my leader. You are my leader. You direct my path. You direct my path. You direct my future. You direct my future. You direct my steps. You direct my steps. You are the Lord head of my life. You are the Lord head of my life. And my ministry. And my ministry. In all things. In all things. And in every place. 
and in every place. You have preeminence. You have preeminence. You have first place. You have first place. You are worthy. You are worthy. So I choose to follow you. So I choose to follow you. I choose to obey you. I choose to obey you. I choose to live my life hearing you. I choose to live my life hearing you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I just thank you for everyone who made that confession. And I thank you, Lord, that that is also the confession of God's Love Song Ministries. And we just celebrate you now and we say, Jesus. Jesus. You are Lord. <coughs> you are Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. Jesus. We give you thank glory, you. honor, and praise. Glory to God. Glory, honor, and praise. So this has been a wonderful, wonderful time of Bible study, a wonderful time of confirmation, a wonderful time of just knowing that we are cooperating with the Lord, that he is pleased, and that his will is manifesting in the earth. Glory to God. And so now... I just want to offer you this opportunity to worship through giving. Um, if you have something you believe in God for, name your seed, and I'll be happy to um, stand in agreement with you over it. You just want to give this as a seed of worship, thanking God for all that he is doing, celebrating his lordship in your life. Glory to God. If you want to prepare yourself to receive the word that um, you know is coming for us here, it'd be through Southwest Believers Convention, but it could be through any church service, any Bible study, private Bible study, devotion, whatever it is. This is just a wonderful time to worship and celebrate God through giving. So I just open the doors up for you to do that. Um, and so, Lord, thank you so much for the seed that is being sown tonight. Thank you that it is being sown into fertile soil. Thank you that you are pleased with it, Lord, and that you are excited to multiply the harvest back to us in Jesus' name. Lord, this is all about your pleasure. You have created all things, and for your pleasure, they were created. And Lord, when we worship you through giving, oh, it just gives you another opportunity to multiply blessings to us. And this is just about your pleasure tonight, Lord, for you have pleasure in our prosperity. We thank you for that. <laughs> we thank you for inviting us us to sow into your pleasure. Hallelujah. It is your pleasure to bless us. Oh my goodness, Lord, we love you so much. So I call the seed blessed. I call each giver blessed. And I thank you, Lord, for the multiplication of the extravagant harvest that is coming back to them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. You have a blessed week. And know that I am loving you with the love of the Lord. Shalom. Shalom.